Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I think there's some things you can't learn from a book and it's it's over time you need to accumulate your knowledge um, on property investing and um, it's definitely a worthwhile journey if you, um, you know, can stick it out. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyron Shum. And in this episode, we're continuing the conversation with Michelle Lewis to talk about her strategy of getting back to basics when it comes to renovating property, what are joint ventures and how she makes them work for her, how she found mentors and coaches on her property investing journey and so much more. With over eight properties under her belt, Lewis talks about her strategy when it comes to renovating the properties she invests in. No, it was definitely, I guess our bread and butter investing project was to buy a dump, renovate it and add value Um, and then either to hold on to that property as ideally a positive cash flow investment or to sell that property. We've done properties where we've bought them, uh, renovated them on a budget and then sold them and made a chunk of money. So definitely our strategy was um, renovation and in particular renovating on a budget. So one of my specialty skills is um, being able to provide a clean, neat home, a safe home for people but I don't go over the top on spending on ex, um, you know, expensive light bulbs or um, expensive um, tapware. Um, you definitely um, focus on, I guess, the money you don't spend on the renovating is money that you can make a profit on. And I have seen a lot of people renovate and not make a profit or make a very small profit. Um, and for me, in my head, it, it's quite a simple process, but it is something I've learned over the years and it's something I love sharing with other people now as well. She also gives us some tips on how to deal with renovating rundown properties. What I have, have learned in many ways that termites can be your best friend because if there's a property that has known termite damage or there is some evidence of termite damage, most people run a mile and so therefore that decreases your competition in the market. So one of the best things my mentor, one of my mentors ever said to me um, when I, after we'd bought this property at auction with no pre-approval or finance arranged because we like a little bit of excitement <laughs> in our lives, my mentor said to me, she said, Michelle, it's only wooden nails. And I was like, okay, great. Okay, right. Okay, refocus because it can become overwhelming. But at the end of the day, if, if termites have eaten through a piece of wood, you just need to replace that wood and make sure the termites have gone and treat the property, um, you know, either a barrier treatment or other treatment um, to ensure they don't come back. So termites can be your best friend and I guess it's thinking outside the square and 
not being afraid of the worst case scenario, but really having a solution for the worst case scenario. Because what can happen, Tyrone, is you can buy what you think is a beautiful property. Little do you know that underneath the surface, surface there might be termites brewing, but it's just termites. It's a matter of treating and then also, um, you know, replacing any any damaged part of the property. So, um, I definitely think that you know, for people wanting to get into the market and starting, don't you know, don't rule out. Um, renovators delights but get some experience get someone to help you go through it and trial and error you've got to sometimes go through and and you know renovate the property yourself to to learn as you go along the other big tip of course is get amongst like-minded people work with other people who have renovated before and who have been there and done that and ask for their opinion ask for their skills and learn from what they've done um get amongst other investors it's it's the best way to go Lewis also has some advice on the initial buying of the property. Well, there's a couple of ways you can approach it. Um, for example, if the per- if the um, vendor, the person selling, has a asking price on the property, you can get quotes to have the damage or the repairs done, and then add a little bit extra. And you can sort of say, "Look, I'm happy to pay this much, but I've, what I've discovered is there's um, issue X, Y, and Z. I've costed it." costed that um, issue up. Here's the um, quotes I've got for it. So I'm happy to still purchase this property, but at a discounted price of, you know, X, Y, and Z. So that that's one way of doing it. Um, another way is just to go in really low and accept that you might not get the property. So in an ideal world, you're offering... Um, you're making offers on multiple properties at any given time and you just accept the fact that some of them you might miss out on because someone might be prepared for whatever reason they want that house to live in, it's next to their mum's house, that they might win that property over you. But when you are putting offers in on multiple properties, that increases your chance of being the successful bidder and so you just offer low knowing that it's going to cover those expenses or those potential issues and you'll still be able to make a profit from it. People oftentimes have issues with tradies and Lewis provides a strategy on working with them. This is actually one of the processes that I have loved over this journey. So I have loved working with the tradespeople. Um, my strategy for trades is get them all in um, in a two-hour period, for example. So I will call up three or four painters um, when I find my um, tradies wherever I find them, whether it be back a newspaper, online on Gumtree, I plug all their phone numbers into my phone. I send out messages to the group so they all got the same message and this is a massive time-saving strategy. I get them all to come along within, you know, an hour or two-hour period. Um, I have a piece of paper waiting for them with their name and what I require of them, what I want of them. For example, um, tile the bathroom floor, the dates that I want it done roughly. Um, I want their builder's licence. I want their insurance if, if necessary, etc., etc. They come in the door, you say, hi, I'm Michelle. This is what I want. Go and have a look. Um, I can't wait to hear from you. Thanks so much for coming. Maybe I might even have some biscuits there. I don't know. Maybe some chocolate slice. Make them happy. <laughs> and and just um, show them that you're serious. Be organised. Um, and always work with a minimum of three or four. You might only get two of those tradies rocking up. Um, so if you individually have them over at different times of the day, it's a nightmare and I just, nah, everyone comes in at one time. People have said to me, oh, Michelle, but what about, you know, they'll think that it's like, well, if they want the job, um, they have to be able to work together and they have to be able to work with me and work in a group environment. So if that doesn't suit them, that's fair enough, but they're probably not the right tradesperson for my project. So um, I found that works really well. Um, 
I love having them all on site at once. Um, it, you know, that you create a really great atmosphere um, of working together. They, the, the tradies seem to like it. So um, there's definitely some strategies I can, you know, share with people on that. And it really makes a difference in helping the project to move forward in a great fashion and in a quick manner or, a, you know, a reasonable manner that you're getting the work done within a time period. Yeah, I really like that strategy. It's this is there's a lot of synergy there by having them all there because when someone sees the other person is working, they're not just going to slacken off because they know that they've got to get their job done. That's exactly right. Um, I think we've had a maximum of thirteen trades on site at once, which included about six um, painters, I guess, painting externally at the time. But um, it, it wasn't a problem and, and as, as I said before, you know, they knew that we were serious. This was a business we were running, we were renovating this to make a profit and, um, yeah, I guess you get a feeling for tradespeople as well and you get an intuitive feeling of those that you can work with and those that um, are going to give you great value for money. She then gives us some insight into the stages of renovating a property. Yeah, you definitely need to ideally plan um, a project out. However, things happen and, and things need to change. So most tradies are fairly flexible in that if you're not ready today, they might have another job they're working on that they, they're going to. So it's a matter of trying to work it out. You generally leave your floors till um, last um, so that any damage from the trades that occurs doesn't matter. So that's normally something you do toward the end. Um, the outside painting can sort of be done at any time so you can fit that in with your um, best value painter when they can fit it in but you know when we've done reno flips we've tried to do the whole house within six weeks and then we have a couple of weeks to finish off and stage the property prior to selling it um, and um, it's a pretty intense time I tell you <laughs> it's a pretty crazy so at the time one project I can think of in particular we're living in New South Wales in Newcastle and I had three young children I think Two of them were at school and I had one with me. So we'd be up and we'd be on site before school. I'd take the kids to school. I'd come back with my other little one, making sure the tradies were okay, keeping an eye on things, bringing them food and coffees. And I'd pick the kids up from school. We'd go back to site. We'd eat dinner on site and eventually we'd get home. So it really, it's a massive commitment for a short, intense period of time, but we loved it. You know, we, we, it was exciting and it was a passion for us. Renovating homes takes quite a bit of planning and know-how and Lois tells us a bit about her process. Yeah, look, for me, it's um, a basic, safe, clean home. So the basics of that is clean painted walls and um, fresh floors. So whether that be fresh tiles on the bathroom floor, laminate in the kitchen or polished floorboards throughout. Um, the other thing is um, carpets, of course. So my strategy there is to never pay retail and always try and buy wholesale. So I've got various strategies I use, such as um, purchasing um, carpets from out the back of the um, carpet place so I might go somewhere but I'll say what have you got out the back or what's not popular at the moment but still a modern design that I can use and you know I've easily saved thousands of dollars um, on renovation budget by simply asking what have you got out the back you know um, finding things people don't want on Gumtree you know a lot of things we've purchased are perfect 
bought a perfectly beautiful two-year-old kitchen that someone didn't want anymore or they had bought, they hadn't put it into their property so they were selling it on Gumtree for $1,500. So we purchased that, we paid um, a carpenter to put it together and and put it in the property and it it looked amazing. So it's just about being a bit cluey, um, being a bit frugal I guess and and searching for um, items that you need to renovate um, in places where they don't cost nearly as much as if you bought them off the shelf from a fancy kitchen place. To really get a return from investments, Lewis gets back to basics. Yeah, and the way I see it again um, is that, you know, most people don't live in a perfect house. They don't live, um, you know, some people always think they need to renovate to their standards or to their taste, but that's not true. You need to provide a safe, clean environment, a basic environment. Um, and most people are grateful to have that opportunity to either purchase that property or to live in it themselves. So that's a really big mistake I think people make is, oh, but we have to do all the cornices. Oh, but we have to do this. No, 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 no. You need to provide a safe, clean environment. Um, and then maybe a couple of little wow factors on top of that if you're going to sell the property. Um, but if it's um, something you're going to rent out, you know, you just need to provide the basics and people are really grateful for that. And I think also, you know, one of my catch cries is renovate like you have no money. So if you need something, pop it on Gumtree, wanted, um, unwanted plants, you know, you could potentially go around to someone's house that wants to get rid of some plants and dig them up for them and put them in your renovator's delight. Um, you know, I've certainly... Um, got some free plants of gum tree that people didn't want. I picked them up and planted them. I've, you know, I've I've sourced so many things for free. Um, other people's trash is sometimes my treasure, and also at the same time, I've given away a lot of stuff that I haven't needed. So it's about, you know, for me, the environmental aspect is really important as well of reuse, repurpose, and sharing around. So that's definitely something I think that can be undervalued by people when they're renovating. As with everything, there is a work-life balance when it comes to being a property investor. As I say, being a busy mum of um, three children, there was definitely periods where we had a lull. I know there was a period where we did four projects within a two-year period. Um, so that was quite an intense um, period, but, you know, exciting. And being a mum staying at home with the children, I actually loved having a project to work on. It, uh, You know, it was great for my mental health. It gave me something to do apart from the kids. You know, as you know, Tyrone kids can be pretty stressful and intense. And when you have something like um, property investing or renovating to take your mind off that, and it's a really positive positive thing in your life. So I guess moving forward, that number is unknown, but I would say if we could do a couple of those a year, that would be fabulous moving forward. That's why it was really interesting because, I mean, coming from that angle as well, it allows you to have that flexibility to be able to look after your kids because you're not going to be on this every day, 52 weeks of the year. It's, you know, speak spurts, as you mentioned, four in, in two years, that's two a year. And what, six weeks, what, six weeks is roughly about one and a half, two, two months, let's say two months round off. So, four months of the year, you'd be focusing intensely and then the rest of the time you spend with your family, which is phenomenal. It's not so simple as the time being that um, that short because I guess it's the searching time prior to purchasing the property. It's the settlement time. Um, it's all of the other stuff and setting up your portfolio in a way that will work for your family. So, it's dealing with your accountant. Um and all of the other people in your team, um, it's constantly educating yourself to move forward with different trends. Um, for example, Airbnb is huge at the moment, so lots of people are learning about that. Um, another strategy that um, people are learning about um, is boarding houses um, or rent by the room. So um, 
it, it seems like it's a, a short burst and it definitely is, but there's definitely other stuff that goes on around that, um, I guess, um, in your property world. But having said that, that's the ideal That's the ideal is to have those couple of projects a year to bring that income in that would then replace income from a regular job and to have that freedom and have fun. It's important to note that property investment requires consistent effort. Yeah, and it's the years of education and experience building up to this point, I guess. I think there's some things you can't learn from a book and it's it's over time you need to accumulate your knowledge um, on property investing and um, it's definitely a worthwhile journey if you, um, you know, can stick it out. Coming up after the break... We'll delve into more about joint ventures. So, for example, as I mentioned before, somebody might have the cash, um, someone might have borrowing capacity. How Lewis found her property mentors and coaches. I researched all of the um, property educating groups um, on the market at the time and there was two that I sort of came down to. One was Steve McKnight's group and the other one was Property Women. And much, much more next. I'm Taran Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Lewis helps to explain what joint ventures are and what she does in a situation with the students and clients. Yeah, so um, a joint venture is when you bring one or more parties together to complete a property project. Um, so, for example, as I mentioned before, somebody might have the cash, um, someone might have borrowing capacity, someone might have the skills and someone might have the time. So, you could potentially bring four people together and potentially then um purchase a property, go through that property deal, whether it be a renovation or a development, and then split the profit four ways um, at the end of that project. Um, For me personally, um, networking and working with other investors here in Adelaide and also um, the group that I um, have a mentoring um, education with is the place where I meet most of my potential joint venture partners. Um, What happens is most of us run out of borrowing capacity um, and so then we need to look for other, look for other ways to be able to purchase property so that we can bring income. So um, for me now, we would be a cash component of a joint venture, but then I might need someone who has borrowing capacity. So we come together, um, we set up a joint venture agreement. Um, so that can be something that is organised with a property lawyer um, and that can be quite a detailed but worthwhile um um, part of the joint venture process that for someone to have. Um, I have heard quite a few horror stories of people that didn't have appropriate joint venture agreements in place. Um, things ended up in court and it was just, it sounded awful. So you definitely need to have some idea of who you're going into a joint venture with um, and a, some level of trust, but also a legal agreement so that if there is an issue that it can be worked out thoroughly and quickly um, and not end up in tears, literally. Lewis delves into why she has continued as a property investor. Well, I guess my why is, um, for me, it's been about um, having choices in life. So for me, um, spending time with my husband and my children is really important. Um, And so for me, if we can be in a situation where I'm not having to go to work every day to bring income to the family but can have a property strategy that then replaces that income, that means I've got the choice and I have to date always been able to go to the kids' events at school if they've got a special assembly 
um, if there's a special mum's morning tea. I've really never missed out on any of that unless I wanted to. <laughs> but generally speaking, <laughs> I've you know I've been able to be there for the kids. I've taken them to school most days of their lives and picked them up most days, and. Um, you know, it's been fantastic. So for, so for me, it's about choice of how we use our time and who we spend it with. She shares how she sorts out particular mentors and coaches to help her along her property journey and with her innovation strategies. When my light bulb was switched on way back in 2012, I researched all of the um, property educating groups um, on the market at the time. And there was two that I sort of came down to. One was Steve McKnight's group and the other one was Property Women. And I guess the Property Women um, really aligned with my values of being women um, in property. And so I joined up with Property Women. Um, I did a brilliant diamond program, which was a year-long property course, traveling all around Australia, looking at different things, um, webinars, uh, teleconferences, and just a huge amount of information. The other thing I loved about property women at the time is that they're not trying to sell you any property. It was purely an investment vehicle, uh, purely an education vehicle. Um, and that 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 course, did, you know, that really did change my life. And meeting the women I met and seeing what those women were doing in property was was second to none. So that's been a huge highlight for me. Um, moving down the track, um, in the last couple of years, I've joined up with the Results Mentoring Group. Um, I was just really excited to be in a room of people investing and, and, and doing projects and, and being really active. Um, so I'm still part of that group and I may be for many years to come. Um, it's a wonderful place to meet other JV partners, to learn different strategies and to really um, put yourself in the best position moving forward. And it, it's great fun. We meet up four times a year in Sydney and Melbourne. Um, we have a great time and it's um, it's a great group of people. And they really are um, a great ethical group. It's not always about getting the best results, but it's about getting a fair result for everyone. And that definitely aligns with my personal values, which is awesome. Lewis then recommends a particular book that has helped her in a property investing journey. Yeah, so over the years, I've read many books. Probably one of the recent ones um, that was recommended that I read, which I loved, was Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. And that book is about basically getting stuff done. So for people, motivation and organisation and prioritising can be a huge issue. And I think this book, Eat That Frog, really goes straight to the heart of it. Um, And the concept is that first thing in the day once you've done all the things you have to do or even before you have to do those things is tackle the hard stuff so get your list out get your priorities out and tackle tackle that hard stuff first and then you can do the other stuff later so it's really about putting you know if you want to be a property investor you have to take steps to do the investing so it's taking those hard steps first making lists being organized it so yeah i loved i loved that book she shares with us the best advice she has ever received and what she would tell herself 10 years ago there's been a lot of things but for me a huge part of my journey has been my mindset training so when i joined property women uh, we did a whole two day weekend in melbourne on mindset and that was fairly life changing for me and it has become a personal passion for me and I love sharing that with the coaching clients I have or the people I work with is really working on their their blocks because we're all conditioned and brought up in a certain way and when you want to achieve um, and go down a property investment path it's not necessarily something that comes natural so you have to really work on your mindset and let go of all those self-limiting beliefs um, so I would say working on mindset has definitely been um, some of the best advice I've got. 
I just would have said to her, you know, you really, you really know what you're doing with renovating in particular. Just believe in yourself more and go with that gut instinct and, and, and don't be afraid. Um, probably, you know, in the last couple of years, I've really come into my own with self-belief and just looking after myself as well and really just focusing on what I need rather than worrying about what everyone else needs. That's probably been a bit of a downfall for me. So I definitely... Um, would say um, more self-belief and celebrate along the way. Traditionally, we hadn't been good at that. We were so focused and so driven, but we definitely um, smell the roses a little more this day and we have a, you know, a different focus in the house now with um, you know, self-care and positive mental health and all of those sorts of things are equally as important, if not more so. Lewis tells us what she's most looking forward to in a property journey in the next five years. I'm really excited where I feel that I'm at a point where I have the skills and knowledge to create joint venture partnerships. Um, I have my network of people now. And so now it's a matter of just joining all those dots together. Um, and I think you reach a point where, you know, you've been searching, searching for properties. And I think what will happen soon enough is properties will start coming to me um, and agents will start calling me and, and, and bringing deals to me. And, and that's the position you want to be in where people know that you're able to either do a deal yourself or hand it off to someone else and, you know, can really work in that sort of advanced level of property investing. So, that that's really exciting for me. She also lets us know whether or not she believes skill and intelligence played a part in her success or luck. I think um, skill and intelligence is definitely a part of it. However, I, I don't think it's so much luck, but I think it's actually educating myself and joining the dots together and persistence. I think really, really being focused on learning my craft and learning about how to purchase a property um, and the different strategies that you can use um, is, is a huge part of it. So, I don't know about luck. I think you make your own luck and I think you put yourself in a position by believing in yourself and sharing with others what you can do. Um, but along the way, those skills grow over time and that definitely um, appreciates um, to a point where you, you know, you really have got, you're in a situation where you can bring a lot to the table for others and for yourself. And this is how you can reach out to Michelle Lewis. Oh, great. Thank you. So, I do have a website. Um, it's Michelle Lewis number two, as in the letter, uh, the number two, not as in written 2-W-O. <laughs> um, perhaps we can put the links in your show notes. Um, the other way, of course, is through Facebook. Um, you'll find Michelle Lewis in Adelaide on Facebook and you can reach out to me there. Um, probably the third way is through Property Women. I run the Property Women group here in Adelaide. Um, so, if you sign up with Property Women, they'll always point you toward me. Um, and I look forward to hearing everyone. Thanks so much for listening in today. I just want to encourage everyone out there to, you know, to take time, invest in yourself, believe in yourself and anything's possible. Thank you to Michelle Lewis, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about her journey, then visit our website at propertyinvestory.com.au.